You're listening to episode number 362 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show financially when you shop at Amazon and Vegas.com. Simply go to the blog, click on the corresponding banner, and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money. Also get early and sometimes exclusive access to all things 360 Vegas with a $7 per month subscription to Patreon. That's patreon.com slash 360vegas. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. Who's the casino? Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Tony, I understand you got a got a new toy. I do, I do. I think that uh, the listeners are really going to dig this because I think this is something that can be used across all continents right now. Which is, <laughs> if you go into Amazon Prime, and and, and I, I, well, I'm sharing this with you. I'm texting my wife to confirm that it's Amazon Prime. <laughs> uh, <laughs> got to make sure you get the right streaming service. Right. Right. Um, Vegas? Question mark. Um, <laughs> this is why you have to move so we can hang out all the time. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, if you are so inclined, I think this is twenty dollars, insanely well spent. Amazon Prime is offering inter- intervention the entire current season for sale, and for twenty bucks, you get I think. 22, 23-ish episodes, but here's the deal. The rub is every single episode of Intervention is set in Las Vegas. Wow. So all of these subjects are folks that are living in Vegas, and it's fascinating to get to hear some of the life stories. Only one out of the four, five, six episodes that we've watched thus far are actual Vegasans, vegans. Yeah. Because the rest of them are much like what you guys talk about on the podcast all the time. They're transplants from somewhere else. Right. Right. And I'll tell you if I can, if like I need much incentive for our listeners to want to um, purchase the season, I, I will give you a little bit of a teaser. Two teasers. Teaser number one. One of the episodes deals with a woman who lives under. You know, in the tunnels that, that we that we kind of know about, you know, just at least from the, an arm length like distance. You always hear channel. about flooding. Yeah, yeah they're they're the yep. water channels. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and what happened in one of them when and, and, and forgive me, I, I had obviously had cocktails when uh, we watched this episode. But to the best of my recollection, this particular person, when the inner when they got wise that this was an intervention, they ducked off to hide out in you know these 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 tunnels and so one of the one of the interventionists or whoever the interventionist was for this episode was working with a particular 
organization that goes out and they go and they they give things to the homeless individuals that are living in these tunnels. Now, to be clear, it's not alcohol or or, or those that, who are drug dependent, but they will give like them food or clothing, clothing and right. food. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, very very basic medicines like say you know Advil or Tylenol. But but the point was, what was fascinating was the interventionists needed to use this particular organization that goes in the tunnels to, to, to work with the homeless to find this particular young lady who ran off to hide there away from the intervention itself. Wow. Um, wow. Just fascinating. Just fascinating. Um, one other one, again, very small teaser was a uh, fellow was a dancer with Jabberwockies. No way. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A dancer with Jabberwockies. Wow. Hurts I, himself. Oh, he hurt himself. What? Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, like how so many people ultimately become addicted to, say, heroin is they injure themselves, they're able to get a legal opioid, but then they get addicted to the opioid itself, they get cut off by their doctor, and so heroin provides the same sort of feeling, euphoric feeling that, you know, that an opioid would. So this guy is allowed to live in his sister's backyard. He's not allowed to live in her house. He's allowed to live in his backyard. And I can tell you, and I'm only going, I will be very innocuous, but you'll know exactly what the point I'm getting at. It is, it is as filthy, disgusting as you would think it would be if you said, this person may live in my backyard and I will leave it at that. I will leave oh, it wow. at that. But it is, it is just fascinating to get to watch these episodes and how many of these people came to Vegas because of, you know, they were going to dance with Jabberwockies. They had gotten, they were in the construction field. They were, you know, whatever the case might be. And in fairness, some of them were legitimately just running from, you know, their their, their childhood or their family or what they grew up with. So any rate, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know if I mentioned this already, but just as, like I said, we've watched probably five or six episodes and I think only one of them were legitimate people who were born and raised in Vegas. The rest of them just, came to Vegas. Yeah, yeah. which is, is true. I mean, <laughs> with, you know, the, the new career that I started, I had to um, go out and knock on doors, you know, to try to meet people mm-hmm. before the pandemic right. put us into that. And I can count on one hand the number of people that I met that are legit Vegas natives. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, they're just, and we're probably talking five or 600 houses that I knocked on and yeah, they're just, they're like a, they're like a unicorn out here. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I can, I can understand why, but anyway, fascinating. I, like I said, it's about 20 bucks. My wife did confirm. She said, well, I mean, it's not prime. We purchased the season on Amazon, Right, right. But yeah, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's twenty dollars, incredibly well spent because you get all of them, you get to keep them, and you can watch them whenever you want. But you know, it's it's just it is all set in Vegas, so there is lots of really interesting, uh, obviously Vegas porn. You know, gets a lot <laughs> right. of uh, of glamour and glitz and sh- shots. But to hear these people who live here and who've just you know fallen on hard times for whatever the you know the reason might be, and and I'll be the first to concede a lot of these folks. This is really sad to say, people with drug addictions and alcohol abuse problems, you know, usually have something that they're just trying to, you know, cover up and hide the, you know, that hurt that, that, right. that they're they trying feel. to, so, yeah, numb the pain. Yeah. So, 
Exactly. So this is not like somebody who moved to Vegas was, you know, a CEO of a corporation and then just fell into the heroin. I mean, there, there, there might be an episode right. like that, but so far it's, <laughs> it's the traditional sense. Right. Cool. <laughs> I haven't watched Intervention in years. I kind of, I, I think I kind of yeah. felt like. I used to love that show. Yeah. Because, uh, but then it just, they were all the same kind of stories. They were so yeah. formulaic. Yeah. So formulaic. They were. They absolutely stopped watching. And you could I mean, tell they when got, they set well, up. Well, it got to the point where you start to root for like, are we going to have a runner? We've got a runner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it, you yes, could absolutely. you could tell when they were setting up scenarios right. almost to enable them in their drug habit so they could watch, you know, so they could film it. Right, and right. That, I think that was when, and like every story just seemed the same. Yeah, pretty much. So I, I, I haven't watched it in a while, but considering this is set in set Vegas. Vegas, yeah, in 20 bucks. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. It's, and I'll be the first to concede, gang. It, it is the exact same stories. I mean, there are a couple episodes where there are a few, uh, there's a few twists in, the, I, I will give you this one. I think most folks will really enjoy the um, the the Mormon family, and that's oh. not their last name. That is their religion. Interesting. Huh. So, yeah, uh. yeah, I'm teasing the shit out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Are you getting a kickback from Amazon for this? Not, know, a, right? dime, not a dime. <laughs> I just I can't wait for the listeners to start tweeting out, you know, as they're watching the episodes, you know, what what they what particular and, and don't give it away on Twitter, friends. But you know, but from time to time, just tweet out which episode is or, or twist really really three because it's it's well worth your 20 bucks nice all right thank you for the tidbit you, oh I, yeah my pleasure my pleasure we should start the show he's mark she's karen i'm tony and as always we start with random vegas tiesto and zed will make two hundred and fifty thousand dollars per set during their residency at resorts world the average headliner club set lasts about two hours. We got that from at Las Vegas locally. $125,000 an hour? Good for them. Wow. Know, right? That's all I can say is good for them because that's crazy money. That is crazy money. Two and are they, are they doing, like, are they playing every day? Do we know? Or are they only, like, on the weekends or, you know? Uh, I'm not are sure. They, are they alternating? Like, Zed plays one day and uh, Tiesto plays another day. Yeah, I didn't say. Good question. Wow. I'm in the wrong right. line of work. <laughs> oh, preach on. Preach on. That's okay. Just think, Karen, for, you know, the one and two Tietzos and Zeds of the world, there are 500 uh, DJs that are doing weddings somewhere. Right. <laughs> Very true. No plan. USA. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> Good perspective, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Next up is the Twit Pick of the Week. Possibly the best sign in Vegas history. The gold and maroon turret at the dunes. The biggest mistake in Vegas history was losing that sign to a, a publicity stunt as part of the implosion of the dunes. But we can't live in the past. But thanks to pictures like at Sumacorp, we can visit it. Try not to lament that they're gone, but appreciate what she gave us while she was still around. I love that sign. <laughs> it's just classic Vegas history. It's it is really sad that it got blown up and didn't find its way to the Neon Museum. Right. But, yeah. oh, that would have been awesome. Agreed. The only thing I can add to it is simply say that Art Deco is so 1950s, 1960s yeah. era. Like it just it really does encapsulate what that time's design looked like. And then I'm not an architect or an interior designer or anything like that, but even I can respect I, I really have always dug that kind of 50s, early 60s. Right. Again, yeah. Art Deco is the best term I can come up with to, to try to explain it. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, there's some cool houses. I mean, that that was like a, the heyday of Vegas in a way. I mean, there's there's some really cool mid-century modern homes. Yeah. You know, when they let when they used to let us do the home tours and stuff like that, just really cool, funky. Wow, there's so many things that we're missing out on that you don't realize. I know, those home tours were fun. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, and, and yes, Karen, thank you. Mid, would you call it mid-modern? Mid-century modern. That's that's yeah, mid-century modern. That was the, that not not Art Deco. Mid, <laughs> mid-century modern is the term I had meant. So thank you as always for being able to take what's in my head. <laughs> it it worries me sometimes that I know so often what's in your head. I don't I don't know that that's a space I necessarily want to be in. It's scary, isn't it? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, as always, we will link to the photo on our blog. We'll feature it on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Let's get into the news. All right, so, you know, I'm... I am optimistic about this particular news story, the fact that the Palms has been purchased. Yes, Vital Vegas is reporting that Palms was sold to the San Manuel Band of Mission Indians for $660 million. The San Manuel, or Manuel? Manuel. Manel. Man- Manuel? Manuel. <laughs> Manuel could be I- too. <laughs> they- Here's a totally lame dad joke. You know what you call a, uh, an electronic Manual? What? Emmanuel. Oh, Jesus. It's a dad song, right? Oh, Tommy. <laughs> it plays better around, around December. You really are that. the drunk uncle. It's just kind of funny. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I've just got these terrible, terrible jo- They're dad not even jokes. dad jokes. They're, they're a step below that. <laughs> <laughs> and you deliver them with such finesse. It's just, it's awesome. The San Manuel Group isn't in, isn't new to the casino industry. They've run one in Southern California for some time. This is, however, their first foray into Las Vegas. Vital Vegas projects that Palms will likely keep the name and reopen ASAP, but that will still probably be about ninety days. And, and the the crazy thing about if that is the the purchase price, mm-hmm. you know, stations has they just put in almost a billion dollars a billion right? dollars invested in this yeah. so this they're taking a loss of like 340 million dollars well and that's just for their renovations that's not how much they bought the place for i thought it was i thought it was all total no. was the billion all right either way i mean that's a, a huge haircut yeah to take in a very short amount of time yep i'm like i said i'm, I'm optimistic about it i i really do like the palms. I, I felt very comfortable there. I, I know that I'm not necessarily their. We're big I, I don't fans think I'm their the demographic. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably a little too old for them. But I I always felt very comfortable. Oh you yeah. Know, gambling there, eating at restaurants. I I'm I'm excited. I hope it comes back, and I hope they don't do anything to it. I hope they just open it up, and and let us enjoy. Just ourselves. Run the place exactly. Right. I heard um, Scott Vital Vegas tweeted this afternoon that he's hearing that the restaurants that were there are being contacted. And That's a good idea. My, it is a very good idea because yeah. they had some, between Prime 80, um, you Scotch know, 80. Scotch 80. Right. You know, Mabel's. Uh, Mabel's Barbecue. Barbecue. Green Street, if that one stays. Oh, that's right. I stays it. Yeah, they had some really, really good restaurants. And so I'm hopeful 
you know, fingers crossed that they can work out a deal and keep some of those. Yeah, and they agreed. don't they don't completely turn them all over. Agreed. They can get rid of that stupid shark in formaldehyde, though. I think that's gone. Good. I think all the artwork. I hope and they stuff made some gone. money off that. Well, oh, they didn't make any money off it. I hope they got some of their money back. Yeah, that thing was creepy. Yeah. It was. <laughs> all right. Next up, the Harmon site was purchased. When City Center was originally conceived, it had a building on the northmost side of the parcel next to the Crystal Shopping Center. Due to some questionable design and construction issues, this building never opened and was instead dismantled to the empty two-acre plot that it is today. This week, developers bought that land for $80 million with plans to build a retail center. These are the same developers behind the Hawaiian Marketplace and the Harmon Corner. Specifics were not shared. It looks like, just from renderings, it looks like uh, like, like a Mecca Walgreens. That's what it looks Which, like. Another. It's going to be interesting because the Walgreens is right kitty corner right. from it. Yeah. And then just a, a half a block down is a CVS. Right. So it, it wouldn't seem like either a Walgreens or a CVS would go in there unless they're going to, you know, close the CVS on the other side or something. Mm. But it's hard for me to believe that that's two acres. Like, every time I walk by it, I'm, I, I'm looking at this going, how the hell did they have a building on this site? Because it's so small. <laughs> it's really tiny. Got to build tall. Yeah, Got to follow the cosmopolitan model. 4.4 acres. And that's what I mean. I can't believe it's half the size of, of the Cosmo footprint. Because right. I, don't, I don't see it. I, I don't know where that land is that they're referring to. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes in there. I mean, we really don't need another shopping complex, but okay, whatever. I mean, you're kind of limited in what you can do there anyway. Right. And as of right now, it's just a flat piece of concrete. So. Yep. Yeah, I look forward to a Hawaiian marketplace opening up next to the <laughs> crystal. <laughs> right. That, that's awesome. That. That See, that's what happens perfect. when you give up control of the real estate. You don't know who's moving in. Right. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and then lastly, Tao acquires Hakkasan. Tao Group acquired Hakkasan Group, making Tao the owner of 61 night and dining or nightlife and dining venues in 22 markets across five continents. The financial details of the acquisition were not disclosed. Tao Group is part of the Madison Square Garden Entertainment Corp, who is currently building the MSG Sphere at Venetian, expected to open in 2023. Really? That I didn't know. Yeah, I need the diet, so I added it. <laughs> Interesting. Which, that sphere is, is coming along. Yeah. It's it's very sphere-looking now. Agreed. Yeah, they're, they're making some efforts on that one. Well, listen, I think that's going to do it for news. Why don't we move into prop bets, then? For those of you unfamiliar... Prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, as of May 1st, which as we record this will be tomorrow, mm -hmm. capacity limits have been expanded to 80, 80, 80%. I, I love giving that news, but even <laughs> more excitedly, 100% capacity is projected for June 1st. Nice. What do you think, guys? Yay. Is that going to happen? Yeah. It's yeah, I think it is. I think it will. I mean, the, the the vaccination rate has slowed down out here a little bit, yeah. but especially for like the hotel employees, pretty much everybody, if they're not already vaccinated, they've got to take a test pretty much daily. To do yeah, it. yeah, to uh, you know, to, to be able to work. So I think as they the casinos continue to push that and the vaccination rate, I think it's just gonna it's gonna help things. And I'll tell you what, the weekends, the last couple weekends. I'm amazed that it's only at 50% capacity. I know, it's busy. Because it's been packed. Yeah, it's been real busy. We've gone down either to, to meet up with some folks or, you know, just to go try stuff out. And 
there is a lot of people here on yeah. the weekends. Yeah, true. Bobby Flay opened Bobby's Burgers inside the Forum Food Hall at Caesars Palace. Bobby's takes over the space formerly home to Smashburger. So I imagine there's not much renovations needed because it's already a burger place. I, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, yeah, again. between Smashburger and Bobby's Burger, I'm, I'm sure Bobby walks be. in there and be like, "We can use all this gear. This, this <laughs> works. This works." Well, it, and, and so remember then that the Bobby's Burger that was that was on Las Vegas Boulevard on the the floor level of uh, the Waldorf Waldorf Astoria right. is closed. So he probably had some equipment that he could have moved over. From that, I mean, I don't think he would have moved like the the furnishings and all that kind of stuff. I mean, right. I'm sure he would go brand new with it, but it's interesting that he sort of moved locations and moved uh, uh, companies, moved from MGM to Caesars. He's been at Caesars. He's got Mesa Grill is in Caesars. Well, he he had Bobby's Burgers out front of City Center. No, it it was in the same. It was in the Waldorf Astoria. Which, but is, that's all part of the City Center complex. Oh, is it? Yeah. No. Oh. I guess I didn't realize that. I thought Waldorf Astoria was something different. No, it's part of the city center complex. Well, I mean, like I said, he's already got restaurants with Caesar, so that's right. not that surprising. Right. But it is kind of interesting that instead of having, you know, a strip walk-up restaurant, he's moving indoors. Right. You know, inside a food well, court. Into the forum. You know, the the forum food hall. Yeah. I, if it's yeah. if it's where I think it is, and 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 I pretty sure it is no offense but listen if i'm gonna spend bobby flay money on a burger right right i'm not, not gonna, gonna do it in a food, in a food court, court. Yeah. Yeah. no way uh-uh no way that is a that's a terrible <laughs> idea right yeah so thanks to covid effective may 1st identity tier status and benefits at cosmopolitan have been extended through december 31st 2021 woohoo i know right It was reported this week that a tourist from Alaska won $2.1 million at the Cosmopolitan on a Monopoly millionaire machine. Later in the week, a tourist from New Mexico won $10 million on a Megabucks machine at South Point. See? The number of jackpots it's welcoming. that it's have been hitting. trying to get people to come back. I just, that right? <laughs> <laughs> I just saw one today that somebody won um, $500,000. I don't remember where it was. Wow. But that, yeah, I, I saw another Oh, that's thing right. On I Twitter. did see that one. I think it was at the D. Might have been, yeah. But, I mean, there's there's been some big jackpots yeah. that have hit recently. Yep. Barry Manilow will return to his residency at Westgate starting June 10th, and Garth Brooks will perform his rescheduled concert at Allegiant Stadium on July 10th. You know what's funny? I'm looking forward to that just so we can get moving like like yeah. let's let's start having performances again like here we go allegiance stadium you know I, i'm that's one of the things that i'm probably most looking forward to in, in june because that's when a lot of the concerts and residencies are going to start up again and i'm just very interested to see how what what the the rules and the protocols are as far as mask requirement or not right. and, and you know how many people they're fitting in and and all of that so i'm i'm excited to see how that plays out yeah Robin Hood, a.k.a. Caesars Entertainment, donated $3.1 million in parking fees to Las Vegas charities. Once again, forgetting the point that it's it's not that where you're spending the money, it's the fact that you're taking it. Right. That's the thing. I mean, so they get all this, you know, positive press about, oh, look, we donated $3.1 It's like, no, you didn't. Yeah, we did. I did, motherfucker. Right, we did. <laughs> you just collected it all. Exactly. Vital Vegas reports that Cirque-style show Celestia will not be returning to the Strat. Producers say they are looking for a new location 
Okay, so producers of, of Celestia IC are, are looking for a new location for their... Oh, nope, sorry. What? For their 30... Okay, producers say they are looking for a new location for their 30,000 square foot space. Yes, they're, they have an outdoor tent. And they're looking oh, so, to. Oh, God. oh so that's they what was in. That yeah. what, they that's are moving at 30,000 square foot. Space. Oh, yeah. okay. okay. They're going to move the whole tent? Well, yeah. They, they, I mean, think about it. They had a tent at. Uh, what's it called? Absinthe. Same thing. I mean, there's not yeah, many places. Yeah, but that places. tent. That tent's Absinthe? huge. Yeah, I agreed. And finally, two new pedestrian bridges are planned to be built near Resorts World one over the strip near Convention Center Drive, and the other over Resorts World Drive. No timeline was provided regarding when either will begin or expected completion dates. That's a no-brainer when you consider the amount of traffic that's going to be driven to there for the, all those residencies. Yeah. Well, and the, the convention Absolutely. center being right there. I right. mean, I think Resorts World being the, the new kid on the block and the fact that it's connected with Hilton, I think, is, is going to be really popular with convention goers. Yeah. 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 And I'll tell you what, that while it was a, a pain in the neck when they were building that pedestrian walk, walkway in front of park mgm so much better it is yeah it really is it's a, a great place to cross and not having people crossing the street really clear stuff up so. right all right i guess that does it for news and prep bets let's move into coming attractions Attractions, brought to you by Vegas.com, is the portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. First up is Mark Anthony. He's performing at uh, Mandalay Bay Saturday, October 23rd. Show starts at 8 p.m. and tickets start at $83. Woo! Good for him. That's a <laughs> right. That's an excellent start at price. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, has he put any music out? Recently, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's put a lot of English music out. Oh, that's a good point. Bruno Mars has announced that he will resume his residency at Park MGM on July third, nice. making him the first big name act to return two weeks before Usher's residency at Caesar's Palace, which starts July sixteenth. Tickets are now on sale, starting at one hundred dollars. It's worth it. He's awesome. He's he is an incredible performer. Yeah, I would go see him again. Yeah, I just hope he does more of his stuff and not cover everybody else's. Right. Because yeah. he, he did that when we saw him at the Chelsea. He yeah. did a lot of covers. Fingers crossed he's one of the many artists who have a new album coming out. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's got some new uh, gig that he's doing with... Uh, shoot. He's partnered up with somebody, and it's a very like swing, um, almost like an old-school R&B kind mm. of act. They're a duo. Yeah, and I, I can't remember the name of the duo or who he's partnering with, but so I mean that's that's a n- new music that he's got out. Hmm. Carlos Santana will resume his residency at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay starting August 25th. Show start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $100. This marks Santana's ninth year in residency. Wow, if he's even charging $100 a pop, I can't believe that's... he's been here that long. Yeah. I mean, I I, I, I would have said four or five years. Time flies, honey. We're getting old. Yeah. That's true. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> and lastly, NBA Hall of Famer Shaquille O'Neal announced that he will be a resident DJ at Wynn 
in 20, uh, 2021 and 2022, but no other details were disclosed. So it seems like they lost some big names, and now they're going after yeah. Shaq. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's wild. I wonder, I wonder I mean, how much he gets paid. Well, and I wonder which club right? he's going to be right. in, because they've got, what, three or four of them. Three. Well, two specifically in, uh, in Encore, and then one in Win. Yeah. Interesting. I, I guess... The only thing, the only problem with this, to a small extent, is this only reinforces the fact that any, and, and I'm not saying Shaquille O'Neal specifically is an idiot, or that other DJs are idiots, <laughs> but it certainly does reiterate the fact that at the end of the day, any idiot can put a CD in a CD player and hit play. Well, I'm pretty sure they're not using CDs anymore. Yeah, but I get your point. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm pretty sure the, the music is came out of my digital. Mouth, I'm like, own it. Just own it. <laughs> and you, you knew it was coming. That sentence. You finished that sentence. <laughs> yeah, but right, when, when you hear like celebrities like, you know, Paris Hilton yeah. and Lindsay Lohan or whatever DJing, you're like, really? Right. Okay. And frankly, for those that that have made a career out of it and know how to I don't know, play one song on top of another and then transition from, I mean, I, I get... And I keep do, the I energy the up in the room and, and keep the audience there's, engaged. I mean, I, I do think that there is a... There's definitely there some is, skill to be able to read the room and, and influence it. Yeah. Um, all right, well, listen. Uh, don't forget that you can find uh, links to purchase these tickets to these or any of the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar, which is on the blog. Now let's check the river. <laughs> So it looks like the first thing we're going to do here is we've got a 360 FHE to talk about. This is our opportunity to go out and explore the ever-changing landscape of Las Vegas and share that experience with you. Now, it looks like this week you went out and explored Yardbird Southern Table and Bar at the Venetian. Why don't you tell us about your firsthand experience? So Karen and I ended up going down. I got the uh, we got this as a recommendation. We've had a lot of people uh, tell yeah, us that talk Yardbird's about really great. So and we had a, a friend I think that asked a friend that's coming in town that asked said, Mark's opinion on it, and he's like, well, I, I don't like, know, I, don't I haven't know. been go, there. Let me go have an opinion. <laughs> so we gave it a shot. I ended up getting the crispy chicken biscuits with pepper jelly, and the Yardbird tenders with three dipping sauces, barbecue, ranch, and buffalo, and then the. What else did I get? You got oh, the, the mac and cheese. Yeah. Had uh, had five artisanal cheeses with crispy herb crust. And then I got the skillet cornbread, uh, which has cheddar and jalapeno and bacon in it. Uh, I got the crispy Brussels sprouts with spiced honey. And for my entree, I got the sweet tea braised short rib, which the server that brought it out said it was his favorite thing on the menu. Yeah, but they recommended it because you asked. What it, it was I was be looking between the shrimp and grits shrimp and... Grits. and um, the short rib and the waitress recommended the short rib so that's what I went with. So what'd you think? I loved it. Yeah? I thought it was delicious. That short rib was just falling apart, you know, didn't need a knife at all, just stuck your fork in it and it came out with mash it came with mashed potatoes and uh, gravy. It was almost like sitting in a pool of gravy. And I'm not a huge gravy <laughs> fan. Yeah. Just in general, but it worked. You could I could get most of the potatoes with just a little bit. It was absolutely yeah. delicious. The um the Brussels sprouts are like deep fried, which is kind of hard to explain because it doesn't have a breading or anything in it, but they're super fried. Um, they were cooked all the way through, which is awesome. Sometimes it's hard with Brussels sprouts to, you know, they might still be a little crunchy in the middle, mm. but the seasoning on them was really strong. 
almost like how um, uh, you know how blue ribbon chicken has that dry seasoning on the outside. Right. Right. It, it, it didn't taste like blue ribbon chicken, but it had that kind of a dry seasoning on the outside of the Brussels sprouts, which I wasn't a huge fan of. Hmm. Um, but that skillet cornbread was delicious. I mean, it just has, you know, cheese and jalapeno and bacon and everything in it. So yeah. that one was, was pretty awesome. I was a little disappointed in mine. I ended up getting the Yardbird tenders. I expected them to have some special breading or, or some, some flavoring to it. And no, it was just a, the, I mean... It was a quality piece of chicken. Right. Mark let me try lightly everything breaded. this trip. Um, very lightly breaded, and it was nice and crispy, and they came out hot. Yeah. Um, but y- you really needed the, the sauces to give any oh, flavor yeah. to it. It's like they weren't really seasoned. No. Uh-uh. And then the, the chicken biscuits, Right. you were disappointed in because it turns out they were dark meat. Right, right. But oh. the... But the uh, the flavor of it, I, I had a chance to try it. I thought it was delicious. The biscuit was was super soft. Mm-hmm. And with the the jam that it had on it, the pepper jam, I think pepper jam, right? Yep. Yeah, pepper jelly was really good. And then it came with like pickles on the side. So it had like cucumber pickles. It had pickled red onions. And that just added a beautiful bite to the sandwich. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're a, a white meat kind of person. Right. And so yeah, you weren't expecting the, the dark meat side of it but i thought it was delicious would you go back i would see i said no like right (laughs) away i was like no i don't need to come back because here's what it boils down to it's not that this isn't good but you can get spectacular things in vegas all over the place and when you can when you know that you can get spectacular food then when you just get good food you're like why did i bother well and and i think for you because you got the chicken tenders any place that you go get tenders, you're automatically comparing it to blue ribbon. But I've had other tenders that that you know uh, are are cooked and they don't have a dry rub to them or anything like that. But they still have flavor. They still have like whiskey liquor up. As, yeah, as your exactly. Other. Yeah, and I, I have to tell you, Tony, as we were sitting down to dinner and he ordered that, I thought, I wonder what Tony's wife how she would rate these tenders because we know she's yeah. a connoisseur. But yeah, it, it, it really the, the seasoning was a little off on it. But your mac and cheese was really good. Yes, it was. Agree. Even reheated, it was good. Yeah. So I mean, and the yeah, space. Yeah, talk to us about that crispy herb crust on it. Can can you kind of describe that for me? What's what's what was going on there? Uh, I it's it. It was it, seasoned breadcrumbs. Yes, thank you. That, oh, that I was kind of okay. sprinkled yeah. on top Ooh, and then nice. you know toasted. So. Yep. Gives us a nice little bit of crunch to the mm-hmm. otherwise right, yep. like soft and creamy texture of the mac and cheese. That's and and the pasta was yum. cooked beautifully. It wasn't you know sometimes you get mac and cheese and the pasta is like so overdone that it's just, right. just mush. They these yep. like spiral pasta noodles had like you, you know a good amount of texture to them still. So yeah, and I you know what the space is really cool. They had a lot of like old school country music playing which i'm not necessarily a country music fan right. but they played some elvis and they played some johnny cash and they yeah, just the fun song there. yeah but it's it's you know the space itself is really cool it's really fun the wait staff was great yeah you know they were our, our server was on it you know from beginning to end and just you know it, it was just a, a fun experience mm-hmm. but you know for me like i said i would go back because there's more things that i want to try like the shrimp and grips on on the menu and stuff but i think Oh, in that case, like, I would go back and try something different, but, like, what I had, like, typically when Karen says, you know, would you go back, it's like, would you order this again? (laughs) Okay, no, that's not what I meant. (laughs) No, but that's typically what I do. (laughs) Yeah. If we go back to a place, it's like, ooh, I want to eat this again. We tend to be really bad about uh, ordering the same thing all the time at restaurants. Right, Like, and if, it's almost like you figure out what you're hungry for, and that dictates where you're going to eat. Right. Um, Oh, I got it. 
there's there's and and so many restaurants like I really want to try other things, but I know that one thing is so good. I have to get that. That's actually where I'm at with Stack right now. I really really want to go to Stack and get a steak. We could do that. Yeah. Nothing nothing says we can't. I'm, I'm down for that. Although we hey, twist her arm. <laughs> Although we've got a busy weekend planned. Yeah, we have friends coming in. Well, yeah. we always got friends coming in town. But. More and more, they're 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 all starting to make their way back. So yeah, right. so we, we've got a, folks we're meeting up with on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. So it's going to be a little busy, but that's okay. I'm looking forward to it. Well, speaking of friends, we had some friends provide some listener feedback. Why don't you uh, give us the first one here that's going on, Karen? Sure, absolutely. So we got a PayPal donation from Travis Ath... Oh, I'm going to mess up this last name. Atherton? Okay, I apologize, Travis. Sounds right. He writes in, Karma for a four-night trip at Planet Hollywood and one night at Plaza. Eight hours till takeoff. Nice. Oh, good for him. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And you know what? Karma donations pay off 100% of the time. 100% of the time. <laughs> so welcome. You just may have to change how you uh, how you uh, rate your your right. your payoff. Matter of fact, I think I just saw him pop up on my uh, Twitter screen. If if he's Travis uh, at Travis seven five eight on Twitter, he said, "Mighty fine place you have here, Jonathan and Jocelyn, uh, Plaza Las Vegas." And I gotta say. I like the Plaza hotel rooms. I think for the money that you pay, which is usually minimal, right. uh, you, you get a really, really great, spacious, uh, uh, updated, fresh room. It's, it's. I, in my opinion, I think the Plaza is a, and this might be me and my ignorance talking, when I say I think it's a, it's an under, um, oh, what's that word? What's that term called? Under, under talked about? Like it's an underrated. Mm. I don't know if underrated is the word I want, but it, people don't talk about plaza. It's a hidden, like a hidden gem. Yeah, it's, exactly. Like yeah. a hidden yeah. gem. Yeah. 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 It's, it's off the beaten you. path. That's, that's, well, no, that's not. Again, that's I'm not in Tony's either. head. I don't, I don't want to be in Tony's head. Yeah, well done. <laughs> well, and at any rate, Travis, I, we need oh, to, God, we need to like stay there again because we, we stayed at the plaza once, but it was pre-renovation and it was it was not good yeah. it, it was one of those things where i wasn't going to take my shoes off and walk barefoot on yeah. the carpet like it it was it was pretty bad so we haven't been there since they renovated to it i do that i totally would i've yeah. heard yeah. i've heard nothing but good things yeah when even my wife will say yeah i i'd stay at the plaza again my <laughs> wife is i mean my wife's not um high maintenance not by not by any stretch no. of imagination but she certainly has certain um, standards, standards that, that, yeah. that she'll that she's like nah this that's not really where I want to for example Link she she has no interest in staying at Link again um, she has no interest in staying at Harris again so and, and I would consider Plaza to be somewhere in that general mix particularly as it relates to price point and and quality of room right so for those that are on the fence give Plaza a, a chance I think you'll, you'll yeah, enjoy it definitely okay. Next up, we also have yep. an email from Jim Stark. Jim writes, don't know how, but I missed episode 360 when it dropped. Had a long work drive yesterday, so I caught up. First off, congratulations to all of you for your endurance and success. The amount of joy and entertainment that you provide is priceless to us who love that city. Secondly, listening to past episode clips and the recollections of those who co-hosted before Tony was priceless. 
I've been listening to you guys for about six to seven years. I used to listen to a bunch more podcasts. Now I'm down to two. Yours and that dude who thinks he, he got you started. Oh, I think he means Vital Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, like, who, who is he referring to? But yeah, considering uh, we were, you know, doing this long before Vital started his, he can, you know, right. go suck it. <laughs> I've been going to Vegas so long I remember dirt sidewalks and no parking bollards. Listening to your podcast keeps me well-informed between trips and is very entertaining, which, in my humble opinion, is a testament to your passion. Somehow you manage to transcend generations and keep us all entertained. Bravo. Thank you. So, to the evil genius who created this entity, whose passion and drive is only second to his candor and tenacity. Why am I evil? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we got a log. They've been, he's been listening to the show. He knows why. Seven years. Yeah, never mind. To the gal who provides the class and the calm, whose biases everything good about Cosmo and everything bad about certain celebrity chefs are truly baffling. <laughs> <laughs> why is it baffling? It makes total sense to me. <laughs> And to the drunk uncle who so needs to just bite the bullet and move, in all caps. P.S. You almost make me want to rejoin Twitter. <laughs> Tongue-in-cheek as it may be, I can't thank you enough for what you do. Congratulations. Here's to 359, 359 more. Yeah, I listened to 361 already. Nice. That was very sweet. Thank that you, Jim. great. Thank you. He's a good guy. I always, I, I just, you know, whenever we get feedback like this, and maybe it's, it's super self-serving, but... I just, I love that people love what we're doing. Yeah. And and it just makes me happy because, again, we're just, you know, three idiots in a microphone, right. you know, talking and um, just the fact that, that people care what we have to say sometimes just baffles me. Right. But <laughs> I'm glad if we can, you know, make somebody smile and laugh or, or, or giggle or whatever, uh, you know, thank you so much. Yes. That's going to do it for episode number 362. Thank you all for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Also, you can get premium and exclusive content like my couple of, um, I posted a couple of derby cocktails for folks that even if like our, our buddy Magnus, who doesn't live in the States, but still wants to live vicariously <laughs> since he still can't get into our, our fantastic country. And I'm thinking of you as well, Alistair, right now. Uh, if you're looking for a little something fun to do with some bourbon, for this weekend uh have a couple of uh, drinks on me uh, proverbially speaking of course <laughs> but the thing is you could only get those videos if you subscribe to the show which is patreon.com 360 vegas also you can get 360 vegas shirts mugs and anything else that we can slap a logo on at zazzle.com 360 vegas if you'd like to send some feedback written or audio much like our friends uh jim and travis please do so it's uh 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360vegastony. Karen. I am at 360vegascaren. He just told you where to find me, so till next time. <laughs>